Welcome to Lead, Empower, Grow, a podcast that shares stories from entrepreneurs who lead productive teams, empower their communities, and grow successful businesses of their own. This week, we spoke to Mahider Mulukeda, an area marketing director who has been at the forefront of helping families secure their legacies through financial education. We spoke to Mahi about his success, including his background in storytelling and how he uses those skills to promote financial capability to families in need. Enjoy. Starting off, I think one of the things we love to know is people join FFS from all different walks of life. We get just stories that run the gamut of what people were doing before they they joined us. So I'd love to hear what you were doing before you joined FFS. What did life look like before you were part of us? Uh, Six years ago, I was in in, in a different world. I was in the media and communication business. I was a journalist. Um, I I was in the marketing business at the same time. I was in advertising um, business, uh, producing, uh, directing, uh, marketing research. And at the same time, I was a university professor. And uh, I really uh, love telling stories, meeting people, understand how really people think. That's what I was doing. Uh, right after I came here, well, I was coming back in for us since 2007, but um, uh, I just moved here uh, in 2015, um, you know, uh, looking for that. I mean, I'm chasing that American dream. I'm originally from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So uh, after I came here, um, I was like, where is this American dream? You know, uh, with two kids and I'm a, I'm a husband, full time husband. <laughs> and where's this American dream? Uh, so I ended up uh, in uh, property and casualty um, world and started, uh, you know, selling car insurance and property and casualty products and stuff like that. I found that pretty much to be very transactional, but that really, really helped me understand the dynamics of this economy and understand exactly how people are living. And I really understood I understood how people really do not know much about how money works. And I started asking questions. And then I started asking questions for myself and ended up being um, a financial advisor myself. That's interesting. Yeah, that's similar to Paula, who we interviewed, going from storytelling to entering a financial world and getting a bigger picture of what's going on and maybe like understanding how you can help or that they're seeing the problems and then yeah getting into the business of helping people with insurance yeah several people have had backgrounds in media or radio shows or you know doing something where they're interacting with people a lot and then transitioning over to something like this how did you get into life insurance why did you make the the leap from you know the kind of more transactional and um why ffs Why, why did that opportunity appeal to you uh, it's a great question. Uh, as I said, I was uh, trying to ask those questions, and uh, I had an opportunity uh, to meet like 15, 20, 30 people a day. And uh, we are on a street where uh, there are lots of people passing by and walk-ins and stuff like that. And at the same time, we used to receive letters for help. Uh, somebody died, no life insurance. Somebody died. No life insurance. Somebody um, gets sick, no living benefits. And then, you know, with two kids, four kids, and stuff, what is this? I mean, we are living in the first world in America. And I started asking questions for myself at the same time. Where do I find this type of 
products and then I ended up uh, you know uh, being a financial advisor myself um, but um, I wasn't happy honestly speaking because um, I like helping people and I found out that there is a huge gap in financial illiteracy like date uh, people are struggling to own, to, to own their homes and uh, tragedies here and there and people cannot really help or come out from that tragedy people are living so many millions and millions of people are like living paycheck to paycheck and I really wanted to understand the root of that I mean financial illiteracy is rampant there are so many people who do not really know exactly how money works what uh, compound interest rate does mean you know we've been delving into a lot of the financial literacy work we're really ramping that up here and so we're looking at all of our materials but also just looking into you know what challenges do people face in terms of financial capability and i think one of the things that's so difficult for people is that there are so many specific risks and problems to try to protect yourself against and often there's a one-to-one solution yeah. And so, you know, you want to save for college, you get a 529. You want to save for retirement, well, hopefully you have a 401k. You want to do, you know, and there's a few solutions, but make sure you also have an IRA, make sure you also have this, make sure you also have that. And so people, if you don't come from a family who teaches you that, there isn't a really good place to go. We don't really learn it in school very well. And so when you're given all these options, it feels so overwhelming. And so I think people are often surprised how life insurance can address so many of those concerns. And so it really is one of those kind of Swiss army knife type Mm -hmm. products where, okay, if you're worried about a lot of different risks, here's a place where you can impact people and help people in so many ways, because there's so many things that these products can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think since financial education is such a problem in just the baseline like budgeting sense you know it's such a so many people don't even have the fundamentals that when they you get to more advanced or at least more specialized things and you hear about living benefits for the first time I feel like everyone the first time they hear about that they're like wait a minute what you know and it's like you can't even like get that far if you're thinking financial education is about budgeting when it is also about specific products and and speaking with experts and all these different inner ways that you can help yourself yeah 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 and and then honestly uh people are curious and then i i think the, the ultimate goal of any family is just to um make their kids and the family happy that is the ultimate wherever you go um but uh, when it comes to opportunity cost and then habits and mindset that's where the intriguing part is for me People have maybe some $10 or $5 a day to spend, but they would rather pretty much spend it somewhere. And then helping people understand the opportunity cost is vital uh, Mm -hmm. for me. If you pretty much save a portion of that and avoid that poor saving habit, you can manage your day Mm -hmm. and you can build your life on something fundamental and stuff like that. Um, so when you start charting people, they open up, and uh, we want, and then we. I like the honest conversation part, honestly, and um, the solution pretty much comes from the individual himself or herself. Uh, my job is 
to show them and guide them and then pretty much connecting the dots. I am in a business where I connect dots. I, I mean, I didn't invent the products. <laughs> yeah. That, that, so I, I see it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might be similar to telling a story or at least like just linking narrative at plot points is also like linking, knowing what people need when, knowing what a story needs when. I can, I can see how those skills translate. Speaking back to when you started with FFS and after getting into financial services, what, did you experience any specific challenges or did you have any challenges um, with the transition or what was hard about building that first business and how did you overcome those challenges? Honestly, the challenge that I had was uh, finding the right um, products and platform and uh, company. And um, when I found FFS, I was like, this is it. Very simple, straightforward, a family-like business and structure. And uh, I didn't say uh, I was challenged when I, uh, I mean, uh, joined FFS. That was like, uh, I was like, this is something what I was looking for. When I call FFS, there's someone to pick up uh, and then uh, pretty much run my uh, um, uh, appointments and help my um, my business partners and uh, my appointments somewhere or um, understand helping me understand how the system works and I was looking for that complete system but the challenge that I um, somehow encountered was um, the way of business that I was doing was pretty much going to people's kitchen table or they come to my office sit down face to face and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, when I when I when I joined FFS, you know that was like pandemic. Um, well, we cannot go outside and meet people, or they come to my office. So, wh- how do I do? And how am I going to proceed? How am I going to meet people? And uh, most people have that. Um, no, I I cannot say problem, but that comfort seeing me via that small lens, Zoom or whatever. And then, how am I going to um, explain all these complex issues? How am I going to really understand the dynamics of that family? That was a challenge. That mm-hmm. was actually um, a tough transition. But at the same time, that opened uh, a huge opportunity. I wasn't able, honestly speaking, um, fly in a day two, three, four states. And that gave me an opportunity at the same time to meet new people in different states, new business partners in different states, new business partners in, even in Colorado, like four or five hours away from here. I was like, oh my goodness. I was mm-hmm. trying to expand my, my business to Minnesota or Texas or elsewhere, and this is huge. So that challenge was tough challenge. It was gloomy and, and money-wise, mm-hmm. like lots of uncertainties. But at the same time, honestly, that opened a huge door for me and um, expand my business like exponentially, I would say. Uh, but mm-hmm. the fact that I can train virtually, you know, is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I can travel still, but I can do business elsewhere. I can help someone who is 1,000 or 2,000 miles away from here through Zoom. That is a revolution for me. And, uh, and at the same time, the way... I'm thinking has already been uh, changed from that aspect. 
Yeah. And the other the other challenge that I that I had was training people. Unless you ta- unless you just you know be with someone physically uh, in an office, that new thinking wasn't honestly speaking um, uh, feasible. But now it is. So, you know, a big part of why you chose FFS and why you were excited about joining us was our system and a lot of the kind of tools and technologies we have and the staff that we've got. Can you talk a little bit about onboarding new people or, you know, conducting business with FFS and how how that was different from what you had done before? Or, you know, like you said, training, you know, during the pandemic, we introduced success tracks with which really trained or changed how we trained people as well. Um, but what have your experiences been with that? You know, you you saw what we had to offer, but how has that been on the other side of it now that you're you're part of the company? It is honestly speaking massive. It is huge. When you start something new, you know, you get scared because you don't know that world. You don't know what to do, what the expectations and stuff like that. Um, I have I, b- b- before I have these four wheels that I share. To people the first wheel to get someone trained is licensing you know easily get licensed and the second one is training you know I will share and I'll teach you what I know and uh, anyone who's above me uh, in the system can train you weekly bi-weekly every day and stuff like that and the third aspect is team building and the last one is going out with a client and then helping them this, unless you are mastering or working hard to connect all these wheels, your car, your automobile, won't move at all. Mm-hmm. And then I found that system, full-fledged system, artificial and I was like, that is mind-blowing. Hmm. I don't have to like uh, do that time and again. Okay, there is a success track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Use yep. that. That is your vehicle. And at the same time, we will do these four aspects together. If you have any question, that is huge for me. You know, we have this great resignation as well as just people who have been pushed out of their jobs or, you know, don't have a job or on unemployment due to the pandemic and are not re-entering. And like you said, so often it's that they didn't feel respected in their job or they didn't feel appreciated. The, the pay isn't good enough to deal with customer service all the time, right? you know, face-to-face customer service is no, no easy feat. Um, but you also have people who, you know, didn't feel respected or who chose other kind of side gigs during the pandemic to try to stay afloat. And now those are becoming bigger things. When I look at this business, I've seen, you know, of course, so many things have cropped up over the course of the pandemic of you could make money here, or you could make money there. But this business is one of the few that are licensed right? It requires a license. It requires some expertise. And the experience that you have has real kind of tangible, transferable skills. You know, you've been contracted with a carrier. You have a license to operate in your state. It's it's all experience that is very much transferable to other things. And I think so many opportunities that people are given right now, they don't have that kind of professional opportunity, right? And so you're really taking yourself out of the workforce, whereas this is something I think that can really bolster people's experience, no matter if they're going to join, you know, part-time and just do it for a little bit. My job is to ask good questions. Mm -hmm. And anyone who can join me 
what their job is going to be asking good questions and getting paid. And this job, mm -hmm. of course, needs integrity, honesty, helping people. There are lots of people who really, uh, you know, raw people mm -hmm. in, in the name of service. So we have a lot yep. to do, honestly speaking, a lot. And this is a platform where we can get paid for whatever we're putting in the table, not for the position, yep. but for who we are. So mm -hmm. the passion that I have to help people is massive. The passion that I have for those working families at the same time is massive. We can help both and then we can help each other at the same time. This is, mm -hmm. I think, uh, the right time, honestly, to help people uh, with an open arms. Um, people have already tired, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. It's not enough on a table. And then people work 16 hours, 20 hours a weekend, and that's not enough. Inflation is is another enemy that we have. So we have a lot of job. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like I said at the beginning where there's so many different things facing people, yeah. right? So many different risks, so many different issues, and this can really help people on a lot of different fronts. Right. Um, you mentioned a lot about, you know, one of the biggest challenges with starting in 2020 you know, or really starting during the pandemic and having to transition to dealing with people online and, you know, ramping up your business that way. But as we look toward 2021 and then 2022, what goals do you have for your business? What do you see in terms of, you know, growth? What goals do you have for, for your team and um, for this endeavor? Well, I'm close to hit my, uh, my uh, to, to join the, the Champions Club. I'm going to do it uh, okay. before the before this October and awesome. um, and my goal is to reach out to people who really want a real change and want to help honestly uh, it's not something easy it's not like that you go and then um, uh, get the the apple or the orange from a tree you have to work hard mm -hmm. you have to harness it you have to water it you have to take care of it so if yep. you do that there is a huge opportunity so um, we have started with uh, my business partner that, uh, you know, at least we're going to travel once in a month. And uh, mm -hmm. we have started our campaign to reach people, educate people. With me and with, with my partners, with my business partners, we want to help at least 200 families this year. At least 200 families wow. this year. Wow. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. That's our plan. Mm -hmm. That's huge. I love measuring it that way yeah. and feeling like the impact that you're making. Um, yeah, Phil always goal. likes to look at, uh, you know, the generational wealth we're bringing to families. You know, we're always asking him for stats or different figures that he wants to share. And, and that's one that he always loves is, okay, well, how much, how much generational wealth are we really securing for the next generation in these families? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm inviting whoever uh, listening, if they have any questions, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm more than happy to, to, to answer any questions and sit down and uh, uh, walk through uh, all the steps to be uh, a financial advisor or, um, you know, to connect dots and help people or help them understand how money works. It is not some, it's not physics. It's not like um, rocket science. It is all about attention. 
Well, Mahidar, thank you so much yeah. for sharing your story. And this is fantastic. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, guys. And we want to thank all you listeners out there for tuning in with us. For more incredible insight from entrepreneurs like Mahi, listen through our past episodes and check out new Lead Empower Grow episodes as they air every other week, wherever you get your podcasts and at firstfinancialsecurity.com. And while you're at our website, you can check out our blog post about this episode. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.